All right, welcome back to tonight's live coverage of Merrimack Hockey. Special guest in our pregame show here, Bob Alfeld. He is the uh, the radio play-by-play voice of Clarkson Hockey and has been for many years. Uh, Bob, how long have you been doing this? It's uh, 18 years. Makes yeah. me feel old, Mike. I feel <laughs> I feel like I'm. Uh, it's weird that I'm actually doing games when I began in '96. There's kids being recruited from '96, and yeah. that's why I feel a little. Uh, I'm showing my age. <laughs> All right. Well, last night's game, I thought a pretty good battle until late in the second period. Good defensive battle, at least. A zero-zero to that point. I thought both clubs were playing well defensively. Uh, uh, Merrimack ends up getting a goal late in the period, and then two in the third. But uh, what was your take on the game last night? Kind of like yours, you know. You, you kind of wondered who was going to make the mistake in that game, and, and Clarkson did it. I thought Clarkson had he looked at the shot chart. They had 61 shot attempts last night, and had a lot of attempts second period. But again, like the uh, Merrimack layers very well, uh, so it's tough to get shots through for those so many attempts. And then the Knights didn't do a good job of getting wide, and getting tips uh, on Delia. Yeah. And uh, again, they made the mistake and kind of felt bad about it. And then the third, the, the the killer goal to me was the one that the LeBlanc got in the third period when he out hustled two D and beat Perry. It was kind of like all three guys kind of decided, well, each one of the other ones going to get the puck in LeBlanc. Great, great on him. Right on the ice, got the nice goal, and that kind of, you know, I, when it was 2 nothing, I knew it was over. You know, I was kind of like to play running time, play tomorrow night. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know that Clarkson's been a, a good defensive team, and that's really their hallmark. They're trying to find, you know, guys that can put the puck in the net, trying to find combinations that'll work. What, what, what have you seen and what's going on in that area? He's trying a lot of things, and they're missing a couple of young guys, Janik uh, Aslan and Dylan Garreau, who um, who can put the puck in the net and have. Uh, but it's just been a, it's been weird. Like they had a good a good burst against Princeton last Saturday night, got three goals in about eight minutes span. Uh, they do get goals in bursts. That's been about it, and it's been one or two goals. And Casey calls it a race to three. You know, the first team to three usually wins. And uh, we've only gotten to three three times this year. So uh, that's the good thing. You know, you think about it like if the puck would find its way in the net for the Knights, it'd be better than five, six, and four. But it is what it is. And and they only have uh, two seniors as well. And that, uh, you know, no matter how you wrap things up, it's tough to. You know, the you guys, Merrimack's done a great job finding young guys to step in and, and create some offense. And the Knights freshmen haven't quite done that yet. Yeah. So it's been, he's been looking for it, just can't quite find it. You know, having a lot of guys on the young team, too, I, I kind of feel like it's like almost self-fulfilling prophecy in that, you know, you to this point in the game, I mean, to this point in the season, you're averaging two goals a game and, you know, goals have been hard to come by so when you get late in the game and then you do give up that first goal and you fall behind it almost feeds off of itself is it, I mean do you see that too yeah and, and uh, you look at their record too Clarkson has a loss and they score first yeah. but then they scored first like six times this year so so you see that kind of manifest itself and uh, and now the way they're scoring you get down by two like last night you can see the whole bench kind of look like the, a deflated tire on the uh, on the mass pike you know yeah. you, you were done after that if they can find, and also their power play has been four for 45. You know, that's, uh, you make that um, nine for 45 is a different record, and, and you have guys that, they don't, you don't see a guy that uh, really kind of wants the puck. You know, like, I'm going to score. Like, like, like Sini last night was a guy that, I want the puck, I'm going to make some plays, and he did. And, and that's not quite happened yet. Hopefully it will, but, um, you know, that's why you play in great, great, 
game for this and great facilities like this to learn about the, what you have as a team and learn what you have in yourself? You know, I, I was impressed with the play of the defensemen. The breakdowns aside, I thought the defensemen were really solid. Uh, perhaps one of the better defensive cores overall that we've seen to this point in the season. And, and uh, one of the guys that really stood out to me was Paul Geiger. He just really, really seemed to be, you know, defensively and in his end of the rink, make, making a lot of the right plays. You know, uh, the, the physical play I thought was really strong last night. And, and, and you know, aside from a couple of the penalties in the first period that I'm sure they would have liked to have not committed, uh, you know, they played a pretty clean game after that. You know, that's been uh, the that was the five last night. They had five penalties against uh, Princeton late in the game. That's been a really hallmark. They've had some really great, you know, tough physical games. And, and they're, you know, it's fun to watch a game when it's people say the game is physical. It's physical and clean. It's not cheap yeah. and dirty. Right. And, and I, I say that, and I could jinx the nights tonight and something dumb could happen tonight. But overall, they haven't had uh, anything really like, like of that ilk so far. They had a couple matching fighting stuff like that but uh, I can't say fighting in college hockey I'm right, sorry right. but you know what I mean it, it happens yeah but um, but you know it, it, so so I think one thing Casey's wanted he's built is that you know when the game ends whoever they play knows they've been in the game uh, physically and, and that's what the 6D that are playing tonight are able to do for the Knights alright Bob uh, second game tonight what do you see happening well it, it's it's you wonder if if how Clarkson will respond if they don't score first tonight, that's the one key to me, and and also uh, we'll see what uh, what happens offensively for Clarkson, what they'll do differently, you know, and, and the same for Merrimack too. Like if uh, if you get a couple early, this game could be get out of hand fast. So uh, I would hope that uh, you know we'll see the same type of game as yesterday, and maybe from my end get the breaks that you guys got yesterday. <laughs> All right, thanks, Bob. We appreciate you, your time. Uh, certainly, uh, happy Thanksgiving as well. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. All right, Bob Alfield's been our guest here from Clarkson Radio. We'll be back with more after this. John will have our interview with Merrimack coach Mark Dennehy. This is Warrior Hockey.